welcome to the Super 8s podcast here on sportstalk.ie. After a pulsating weekend of GA action, there's plenty of talking points. Once again, I'm joined by Sean Ogahalpine for all his insight into the weekend's GA actions and a few major talking points. Well, Sean Og, how's things? You're in the finest. Everybody has had their say on the probably the big talking point of the weekend, that phantom goal that that, that never was. Goal, the goal that wasn't. It, it, it got Tipperary out of jail, you could say that, but um, maybe they earned it the way they played in their last fight, maybe they earned that small bit of luck. What was your take on on the goal incident? And and I suppose you have to feel a small bit sorry for the umpire, I don't think he did it on purpose anyway. Ah, look, Doran, as clear as day and all, like, you know what I mean, can I, after the million time watching the footage, like, I, I think it's clear to say no, like that, that wasn't a goal. Like, you know, could, uh, definitely wasn't a goal. Um, it, it definitely had Tipperary get back into the game because, to be honest, no, like the way play was going, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna peg it back with points. Do you know what I mean? So, so the goal that was given in their favour was oh, absolutely monumental goal into them. Do you know what I mean? In a comeback, if you're a for man, you'd be highly peed off, like. You know, because basically, um, I mean, Waterford still have a couple of games to go, but like it could undo them, like, do you know what I mean? Kind of like that would have been two points that Waterford badly needed, but they only got one point away from it. Like, I get it, officials are doing their best, you know, um, but to be honest, no, like, kind of still not good enough. Like, look at the time invested into this by players, do you know what I mean? Like, and if Waterford season is to end, it mightn't be, but after the next two games, if it was the unhinge on, do you know what I mean? Can I, them only getting a point should have got two. Where's where where's the justice in that? Like, uh, just to take you up on a point there, Sean Og, uh, do you think that the GA should invest in probably greater training for these umpires? As far as I know, I think they're only picked randomly by by the referees, and they have their own teams. Like, and they, they don't get any. Like, I know it's very like it's you can you can't really train a fella to look at look at look and see where the ball is going. But maybe there is some something to say for a bit of background or a bit of work in the background in, in it. Absolutely, Doran. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, the referees are subject to testing, do you know what I mean? Like, physical testing, do you know? And then um, uh, they go to review after games. I, I can imagine Alan Kelly's review now, like, kind of during the week after last Sunday's game, like, do you know what I mean? He's, his ears will be red because without a shadow, no, you're right. This has been the hottest topic this weekend, but... On top of the list of the most embarrassing calls of all times. Do you know what I mean? Like in the GA, right? So back to your point. Yes, if the referees are subject to testing and if the referees are bringing his own team of umpires, absolutely. There should be no limit of screening for them, right? Um, the only thing that you would argue in favour of the umpire was instead of following the ball, he followed Austin, Austin Gleason's body and he probably saw two feet which were either on the line or behind the line. And as soon as he saw that, that's where his judgment call was made. That's Grant, but himself and the other umpire who was closest to Austin Gleason, do you know what I mean, should have had a thorough debate or discussion on it. I'm sure that was done when Alan Kelly came in. But after that discussion, the goal stood, do you know what I mean? But, I mean, it was clear as day, the umpire next to Austin Gleason in the post, he was quite happy and he didn't flag anything untoward, do you know what I mean? So it should have been play on, you know? Um, you'd have to feel sorry for Derek McGrath, you know, that was interviewed afterwards. Like, you could see it all over his face, like, that he's been mugged. Uh, his response was very PC and very gracious, like, do you know what I mean? But any fill in that position, like, was entitled to give it, do you know what I mean? Lock, stock and two barrels on it, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the conversation would have been as PC to the to, to the referee's face. I don't know, but in fairness, to him, yeah, he maybe not. Up in a game. Maybe not. And then, and, and to be honest, Doran, like, kind of, I, I know it was a cardinal kind of error, and it was a monumental mistake. The officials made out a couple of boo boos as well during the game, like. So Rona Mar got a point towards the end, which the umpire waved wide, and then Kelly overruled him. Tomas Ryan got a point, which from the naked eye looked well wide. Jerry, that was yeah. given up. Austin Gleason towards the end after Grace Solo on right took on, I think it was the two Mars he took on, cut in, seemed to put over the bar, and that was rule wide. Whatever about one mistake, but when you're like, same game with four or five big mistakes, man. This this has to be brought up to the table, like, do you know what I mean? Where not alone the referee, but the people that he's bringing with him to the match in the car need to do some type of testing or due diligence or screening, do you know what I mean? Because basically, it's just sitting good enough, like, in this day and age. Yeah, not me. I don't I think all they get for their troubles is, is the dinner. I don't think that umpire would have been... Would have been fit to eat the dinner there on Sunday night after after seeing the, re- the replay of that. <laughs> Getting back to Tipperary's performance, I think they they outscored um, uh, Watford one six to two points after the the, the fifty six minute. But they're they seem to be very slow on starting games and getting up to the pace to them. Sean Oak, um, what do you think of their performance overall? I'm in between two minds. I'd be a big fan of Tipperary hurling, right? And I, I, I'll always give him the benefit of the doubt, um, especially when people were writing them off before the Cork game. Do you know what I mean? The kind of, there were people writing their obituaries, even at half time, not naming anyone in particular, Jarrock Nan, but do you know, kind of, they were, they were, they were, they were writing to Barry's obituaries there and then, and then people tend to forget this is, this is a county steeped in hurling tradition, right? 27 all and titles have produced probably a lot of the game's greatest. So I'd always have Tipperary's kind of respect, right? So I'm I'm between two minds after their three games, but they're, they're on their last legs, and it's only just ignorance and stubbornness that's keeping them in it, or, or there's more in them, and yeah. they need to kind of they need to kind of uh, they need to produce it consistently over seventy minutes. They can't continue to go on like kind of. It's like giving it's like giving a fella like in a marathon like a ten mile head start and hoping to beat him like the running before the line. They seem to be getting away with it like kind of not once but twice. But if this is going to be their trend or the running, it'll come one of the days where there ain't there ain't going to be any comeback there. The running like and they're just going to be so incomprehensibly beaten. They know and everyone knows like that. Like for them to win the All Ireland, they can't play like that. Where they're, where, where they're excellent is extremely good and where they're poor is extremely bad. If, if the ref, Jesus, if Alan Kelly had left that game, go on, and Tip got the equal, uh, winner, oh, he would have needed a star check to beam him out. Like, do you know what I mean? Not, not, not Stewart to walk him off. He would have needed, <laughs> needed, needed Captain Kirk to beam him out of there because basically there would have been Armageddon altogether from the water for fans like, you know? I know, I know we're talking about Tipperary, but Jesus Christ, man, what, what an effort by Waterford. This is a Waterford team, though, that are playing with one hand tied behind their back. I put up my hand or before the game. I was one of those Dalton Thomases. I thought that this was like, I thought this was a foregone conclusion that Tipperary are going to win this handy. Like, in fairness to Waterford, they didn't read my script or anyone else's script for, you know, their hurling, man, was just superb. You know, over the last three years, the directive taking care of him I said that's the first time we've seen Waterford play 
open style Bannon Hurland do you know what I mean and they look better for it man can continue like that instead of bringing instead of playing four forwards up front and hoping to do you know what I mean catch teams on the counter attack that Waterford team they're, they're a match if not better than anyone if they go orthodox 15 on 15 yeah, no, yeah, I suppose no, hey, it certainly they turned a few heads at the weekend, but Durham McGrath, what it did. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the how they play the next week. But I suppose as you were saying, game, no, the sun, you know, they have Limerick, they have Limerick, the sun, you know, and the Gaelic Gongs again, okay, which mightn't be a bad thing because they play in the Gaelic Gongs already. Like this is this is weekend because it looks like so far, Doran, the format, the three weeks seems to be the graveyard slot for a lot of teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Tipperary get on get on this week. Just another point there, Sean. The teams down to having an extra man are playing with fifteen on fourteen. The last couple of weeks, they don't seem to get over the line. Do you think they're utilising the extra man correctly? Or see, I don't really know in football. Um, it, it seems to be a bit of an issue as well. Yeah, you're probably referring to the Cork Limerick game, yeah. Yeah, the Cork Limerick game. They're oh, such, such and got a man sent off as well. What am I on about? Okay, correct. Yeah, so Mickey yeah, Cal- yeah, two yellows. Mickey Cal got yeah, he- two yellows and where he played with. Absolutely Rick right. Walsh, I think played as a sweeper on on the half forward line on the half back yeah. line. Sorry, only until Tip made the switches in the last quarter. If they hadn't made those switches and they continue playing, I mean, they were going to be Waterford if the game had to be played at midnight. I think part of that problem, Durham, was. Their strategy, they never. So a few things happen, Zorn, right? When when a yeah. team when a team goes a man down, right? The rest of the fourteen players up their game, right? Because they know like they have to kind of make up a player, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kinda, what usually happens, and I thought like that. I thought there was a few dubious calls, which the referee will always favour for the fourteen guys. He kind of feels compelled in a way to kind of balance it. Should the biggest the biggest call of them all was that goal that wasn't. Do you know what I mean? But there was other there was other instances where I thought uh, Tip got the benefit of the doubt. What Waterford probably should have done, right? What I would do is I would push the sweeper guy up front. Do you know what I mean? I'll push him up the field like. Look like Waterford had the measure with the temporary forwards one and one. I thought that the extra man, Michael Walsh, was probably better served pushing up the pitch either either creating an extra man and the overlap himself do you know what I mean or find him or or players just picking him off picking him out in spots where he can go shooting as for Limerick man do you know like they were manned up for 60 minutes though, which was longer time they had to play with one man short longer than which Tipperary had to play so the rest of the 14 fellas put in some shift Cork looked like that Cork looked like that they were going to win the game or they had the winnings of the game. You have to say like that the draw is a fair result based on Limerick's honesty of effort and Limerick's never say die. Do you know what I mean? Like when they were hit by a couple of sucker punches, they still continued on. Like the games over the weekend, like Jesus, what an advert for Hurling. Like, do you know what I mean? Can I, as a Hurling supporter looking at it, can't ask for more, man. And it, it, it seems to be the championship that seems to... The championship that keeps on giving, like it's just remember we've You're liking the format so far. I was dubious to the format, and I still think, do you know what? The one criticism I have the format though, and it's and it's not so much the Saturday night game because there was a great crowd at it from Waterford game. It it goes me to see Monster Championship games stands half empty. The Monster Championship I go up door, man, you you'd have 
Your venue's full of capacity, man. People can't get tickets for it. When you've gladiators giving that performance on the pitch, Jesus, it deserves they deserve better like than people. Do you know what I mean? Only few people turning up to watch. Yeah, no, I think by all accounts, this this the side that the cameras were on at the weekend of that game, there was only two or three people that side. All the people were the far side, and it looked like it was fairly full. But it, it just listening to it on the radio, he said it was it, it was fairly fairly uh, empty. You had the open stand, like in the Gaelic grounds. Yeah, there was. Oh, look, you could see, like there was. You know, I mean, the stand was not even half full, like because they're on consecutive weeks. They're only so quick. Like fans are only picking and choosing the games they're going to because they can't afford to go to every one of them. Like that's true, especially if you have a family. Maybe the GAA come up, should come up with some package. I think every two weeks, in my opinion, every two weeks from the middle of May to the middle of July, have the games run off. Every two weeks for two months, and then basically after that, straight into the knockout series. Then so there'd be two teams like they'd be their year is over. Yeah, uh, and I suppose uh, another t- big talking point from the weekend I, of, of the format. Um, I, I like it the way that there's a second tier of this, uh, the McDonough Cup, um, uh, but awfully being relegated to it, it seems to seem to irk a lot of people and they think there should be an extra team in, in the Leinster Championship next year um, I don't know would I agree with that what was your take on that Sean Oak? Yeah I'd, I'd have mixed views on it like I, I like everyone else man especially especially in the hurling like especially in the hurling community it saddens me to see Afi go down Sherlock Nan doesn't seem to have any pity on him he seems to be the only fella in that doesn't have any uh, I mean, anyone that has followed Offaly, do you know what I mean, or followed Hurling, like, geez, to see Offaly go down, do you know what I mean? That'll be like, like, you know what, that's like, that's like Italy not making this year's World Cup, like, it doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right, having said that though, that's partially Offaly's fault, do you know what I mean? Okay, I think the system has let him down, I think the real questions have to be kind of asked by Offaly and how the hurling is organised and the county, how they gone so far off the radar, like, do you know what I mean? This was a county door, like, that was feared by everyone, like. But the format, door, I, 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 I just find it very cruel or harsh. It's only applied to, in Leinster, the same is not applicable to the Munster team, uh, where, where there's no relegation for any of the Munster teams, like. If you were going to do it for the Leinster Championship, well, the same should be mirrored, for the for the for the monster format as well that hasn't been done. Um, Grand the Joe McDonough Cup is very is very important to the promotion of teams in the second tier. Like it gives them a chance to get into the Lee McCarthy Cup. My thoughts on it is, if you're if you're after winning the Joe McDonough Cup like two years in a row, I think it's only then that you probably should go up because what you have like the last thing you want to know is a team to go from the Joe McDonough Cup. Really out of their depth against you know what I mean, the big hitters like Galway, Wexford, Kilkenny, and then find themselves back down again. Like yeah, yeah, they get a taste of the Lee McCarthy Cup, but I reckon if you've won it twice, that you've probably if you won the Joe McTowner Cup like on multiple occasions or consecutive, that you've probably you've probably demonstrated yourself to be like well ahead of the path that you're playing in, and then maybe you deserve to go up and kind of test yourself against a higher grade. You seem to be a. Uh... I don't you, you, on Gerlach uh, Nan's back at the minute. He made a few flipping comments about about the Cork wing back Mark Holm at the weekend too. I think he was a small bit out of line. I may be harsh and Gerlach Nan here. I may come across as being harsh, but you know what? There's a lot of things that he says is spot on by on the money, and I find him very good as a hurling pundit and analyst. There's some things there like that. Is, yeah, 
from left field altogether, and you probably say, Jesus, Joe Ryden, know about that one, but like, you know, <laughs> his, um, his criticism of Mark Coleman was way, way too harsh altogether. Like, um, yeah, I know, he, I think he got blocked down a couple of times, and uh, Joe was saying, he, he thinks he's a big big hitter now, he should concentrate on the on the hurling, but he must not, he must uh, know him personally. From what I've known of Mark Coleman, lads, and I was involved with him, like, do you know what I mean, last year, at Freshers level, He's the most unassuming kid you could ever meet. If there's anyone that's his biggest critic is in himself. He demands a lot over himself. Like I know the instances that Joe was referring to. Like you know what I mean? He turned over ball. He got blocked by Graham Alcahy. I think for the for, for the two of them, he came across as being a bit complacent. I I don't think he was, but it just came across as complete. That complacency seemed to like for about ten minutes there, especially in the third quarter of the game, it seemed to seep into Cork right through. Yeah, you could have you could have raised it. It often happens. It's just a, you you can talk about it all you want, but it's just something that happens. It's built into players. Just completing a review, I suppose, of last weekend's action. Uh, the one team were probably cruising along at the minute, while the other teams are getting into attritional battles. It is early. It's Galway. They seem to be um, head and shoulders above ever. Well, um, on the fixtures list anyway, and on the on the, the table. How do you make them so far, Sean Oak? They seem to be very impressive against Wexford at the weekend. I've been well impressed with Gala, man. And do you know what? If you do the draw line now, give him the cup. The game today, I, I, I can't see anyone beating Gala on a head-to-head. The beauty for the other teams is there's about eight weeks to go to the All-Ireland final. There's a lot of hurling to be done, yeah? The Gala personnel stay fit and healthy and on the park. And if they get to, if they get to the All-Ireland final, I, 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 I can't see them being beaten, right? They were supposed to go down to Wexford Park there, which was a fortress. I mean, they just they just blew Wexford away. Like, if anything, that goal of performance kind of suggested to me that Wexford are they may get out of Lenso, being like they probably will be. Do you know what I mean? One of the three teams to go. But after that, I I, I can't make any strong case of what I've seen so far from them to suggest like that they'll be serious contenders. Like. I, 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 I think where Wexford are going to be undone as the year goes on is I think their backs are very vulnerable. Any bit of pace at all, Doran, I think they're going to be caught. Yeah, I suppose getting on to the, the, just previewing the game, it's, it's, it's effectively a, a Leinster semi-finalist weekend between themselves and, uh, and Kilkenny. Kilkenny, I think yeah. Both, both teams are... Both teams are one of them is going to qualify in third place, and obviously one is going to go into a Leinster final outright. How would you see that one going? I I fancy Kilkenny to win this one. This should have the makings of a great game because there's a Leinster final at stake. Both teams should be going for it, like they're already not holding back. From what I've seen today, I think, okay, I know Kilkenny were well outplayed by Galway, but sure, same as Wexford. I think Kilkenny were much closer to Galway than Wexford were to Galway. And then on that basis, I'm just giving him the nod to beat him. Kilkenny coming into this game after a week off, which is going to be, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be huge for him. Like, and 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 it seems to be a big factor in these games. Like, this is a must win for Tipperary, which is grand. But they're 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 playing against Clare, who after a week off, you know, who equally need a win. So you'll have to go with teams that have a week off, like going into the game fresher. Do you think it's, I think it's on uh, Sunday at t- 2 o'clock? Do you, you fancy you fancy Clare to win that one against Tipperary? You'll be caught out because I think Tipperary still win. And, and the reason why I say that, though, is because not not to take me the wrong way or to be too critical of Clare, 
I think Clare do well against a team like Cork where uh, where there's not where it's not physical attrition, but Tipperary play with a physical attrition and a hip and shoulder to their game, which Clare don't like. Or, well, or they don't seem to do well against teams that front up. If there was a chance for Clare to win a game, this is it, because they'll never get tipped right for the taking than this Sunday. So. It's just another point. I say, Michael Ryan, he'd want to get his team so that he doesn't seem to know what his best certain six forwards are at the minute, and I suppose with games every week... It's it's hard to know, what it, but he seems to be bringing in different players, trying to get the uh, probably right formula. But this is crucial. Yeah, right this yeah, no, 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 great point. Uh, the three guys that came on the last day, right, made a huge difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of only for those switches, man. I tell you, do you know what I mean? Kind of after losing a game, and then they could wipe their summer off completely at this stage, right? So it's a no-brainer if Carl Barrett is fit, which is just that he was when he came on last Sunday because he looked, well, he should be put in the full back line because basically I think that's where tips, that's where a lot of tips problems is in the full back line. I think Jake Morris is worth a start next day. He got the equaliser against Cork but he's only touched the game when he came on two weeks ago. For the limited time he was on the pitch, right, he made two telling kind of plays. He set up the ball for Ronan Maher which was wave wide but given by Alan Kelly. And the other one, Don, if you can remember, he made a block, I think it was on Brick Walsh, Jake Morris, and the ball landed into Patrick Bonamare's hand. Make no mistake about it, that was a goal. Like That should have been a goal. Yeah. Bonamare, Bonamare when, he, when he got the ball at the hand and he, when he was taking his four steps, it, they had the goal scored at that stage. Do you know what I mean? And he forgot that he had to make the play. And he fumbled the hand pass to Jason Ford, who had made a great run, peel off. If that ball had gone to Jason Ford perfectly, that was that was a bank of a goal. But they're all started from Jake Morris out of nowhere, getting a block in out of nowhere. He should he he should start the next day. He's done enough to start the next day. And then maybe maybe guys that were taken off the last day keep them in reserve, like John McGrath or Noel McGrath. I think Michael Ryan is whatever team he starts with. They ain't going to finish with the same 15 guys by the end of Sydney. He'd be hoping probably that he won't have to make the same kind of substitutions trying to get them into the game. Uh, just move, look, having a look at your own uh, county, uh, Cork, they have two, two draws and a, and a win from their game so far. They're, they're the points on the board, especially unlike any, any of the other counties. They must be happy enough down there. I think Barra deserves it, Doran. They'll definitely make the last three, right? Barra deserves it. They'll definitely make the last three. I think with a week off going into the ward for game, who'd have four games on the trot, I generally think that Waterford, as gamely as they will be, I think Cork should have enough to beat them to safely secure their place in the Munster final. But no, we've been pleased enough. Like, can I, I mean, if you look at, if you look at Cork's scorelines, they've been getting over the 20 points easily. When there are no game, oh man, they can rip anyone to shreds, right? They're probably the next team after Gary when they do play right, that they look Magic. There's a few question marks on Cork's fade out, and then that's going to be that's going to be a concern for Cork, right? You know, just killing off games where there should be. I don't know if you've seen much of the football at the weekend, Sean. August was a big shock from from my point of view. I know um, was the defeat of uh, Manon at the hands of Fermanagh. Um, 
it seems to be typical of Monaghan result over the last couple of years. Um, they seem to be able to get themselves fired up to play the big teams, but you'd have to hand it to Rory Geller and his men. I thought they were, he was outstanding. I thought their game plan really frustrated the Monaghan attack, and like Sir Conor McManus couldn't really get going at all. What did, what was your take on it? Oh, I didn't uh, like. I didn't get a chance to see the game live, right? Um, yeah, I was just reading, reading online reports, but like I was gobsmacked when I heard the result on paper. This is a man and team that beat Dublin earlier on this year in the league. They're in Division yeah. 1. For men are in Division, what? 3? On paper, like, for men that don't have the same prolific kind of forward as Conor McManus. Like, this has been in football so far, though, man. And to know this is be- becoming the year of the underdog so far. Like, Carlo doing a job, like, on Killer. Long for beating me. For men are not alone. Beating Ahmad in the first round, but they back it up doing beating Monaghan their near neighbours. Maybe do you know what Doran? Maybe we we underestimated the local derby, like because they are bordering counties. Like I underestimated that. I shouldn't be complaining because my dad is from Fermanagh, so he'd be delighted. Do you know what I mean? He's happy enough. Yeah, Rory Gallagher oh, he, I think he made a massive call in a statement before the game with his key attacker, Seamus Quigley. I don't think I think Seamus stepped out of the line last week. I don't think he was um, in the right frame of mind. I don't think he was adamant that they were going to beat Monaghan last weekend. I think there's a picture going around. I don't know if you, if you saw it, but he still left him off and dropped his dropped his key attacker. And it probably takes guts to do that in one of your biggest games in history. You need Leroy D. Moore to do a move, like a call like that. Fortune favours the brave man, and then that was a brave call. And then personally, if I was a coach in his position, I'd be doing the same as well. You can't have any players like going out with negative thoughts or spreading that type of atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? Like Jesus, whether you were taught it, but you wouldn't be going out like can I say it out loud? So in fairness, they're really also fine, though, aren't they? For my yeah, yeah. They've never won it before, so you can imagine the scenes. There were serious scenes on the pitch last weekend. If they, the, oh, if, I could imagine. After, man. after I winning could imagine. that, hats off and kudos, man, to Fermanagh for getting that uh, for getting that result. Like any any game for them from now on is a bonus. Like they win underdogs the next day, but it won't bother them. I'd say too much against her. They're underdogs yeah. in every game they played so far. Even if they make it to the Super Ace and get deep into the, it's a win-win situation. They're only if they win. They're the greatest thing, like, on earth. And if they lose, sure, people that weren't expecting them to win anyway. Like, very few teams can go into the championship like that. Like, like Mayo are not in that boat. Dublin are not in that boat. Kerry are not in that boat. So it's great for them to go in, like, kind of knowing that go and have a right cut off it because people are not expecting us to win. If you're from Monaghan, I'd say you were just waking up from, like, a Freddy Krueger movie or something like that. Like, it's a complete horror show altogether. Like. And in your right door... The biggest problem for this modern team is it's just consistently in it, trying to get there, trying to get get back to back wins consistently. That's been a huge problem, like. Yeah, no, I think I think they lost it down last year, but I know what you're saying. They're definitely, it's probably one of the worst feelings waking up after a championship match, and you, it's a game you know you didn't perform well in, and you know if you did perform well that you, you you'd be in a, a, a final, or in their case, an ultra final, and it's say them players are there's certain. Fairly sick down your way. Curry look fairly hot. Are the Cork, are the Cork footballers um, trembling in their boots after that performance at the weekend? We expected Kerry to win. We probably didn't expect Kerry to win by that much because basically, personally, I I do rate Clare. I I think they're probably better than I I I, I think this summer for Kerry is going to be if they don't win it. 
they need to make a statement of an intent that they're going to be serious contenders for the next over the next couple of years. Like I, I think Kerry are going to have to be mean, but whoever they play, they can't pick and choose. No, do you know what I mean? I think Kerry are the I think they're going to try and do an odd blacks on it. Do you know what I mean? Whether they play Japan, Zimbabwe, whether they play, do you know, what I mean? the Wallabies or the Springboks, they're going all out to beat whoever's in front of them. Like usually for Cork, meeting Kerry in the Munster final. We wouldn't necessarily fear Kerry, do you know what I mean? Kinda, and we relish the fact that we're playing Kerry and the fact that Cork are at home in Parky Keeve. Cork are going into the game like for Mana, where there's not an expected other Cork, even Cork people that are expecting Cork to do well. They're fearful of, you know, they're fearful of what's going to happen. But I actually think Cork will give them a better game than what most people will do, you know, because the fact that it's Cork and Kerry, local derby, near neighbours. Um, but if I was to call it honestly, Doran, I, I, I think Kerry will win by... If, if they don't win by more than five or six points, I'd be surprised. Not so bad, not so bad. You're, you're, you're a good mate. Sign, sign a new contract down under for, to stay for another year, uh, Cora Staunton. Were you oh, surprised at that? Or do you think she... Good on her. Uh, that she signed a new new contract um, down down in Sydney again to play play for a second oh, year or so. Very good, very good. She's going to join up after after the lady season, so things must have fairly went as you were saying, um this they saw some sort of improvement in her that they, they take her on for a second year. Obviously they feel like that the experiment is worth that is worth experimenting again and then obviously they wouldn't have given her another contract if they didn't feel that there was more uplift the core again. And I think it will be because basically with a year behind her, she's a year wiser, year experience um and there's probably nuances there that you're not going to kind of master in a year. So, oh, that's great. That's great news for her. And then she must be, I, I, I'd say she must be relishing, like, going at it for the second year now, kind of knowing what she did this year, which was, like, superb achievement. But probably knowing in the back of her head what additional stuff that she can do for the next coming year, like, you know, with more tweaking and more practicing and more honing in on the skills. She'd be definitely, she'd be definitely, better for it like you know come next year yeah I know and I suppose uh, we've done plenty of talk about Seven Shea in the last day about players leaving for America is it, is it as prevalent in hurling as it is in, in football Sean Ogre is it just is it well because I'm steeped with footballers all around me I know that yeah. they're leaving around here is it as prevalent though for hurlers to leave and go stateside uh, or oh, it is Doran like you get a lot of hurlers going to the states um uh, but the big difference is, Doran, like, probably, you probably don't get the marquee names you would get in football. And mind you, Doran, like, you know, kind of, when you're comparing hurling and football, right, the big difference is there's more football teams compete in the All Ireland Football Championship than hurling. Uh, like, let's call it spade a spade. Do you know what I mean? There's probably five to six teams, realistically, that will probably win the hurling championship. And the others are there competing. So what you tend to have in the teams that are competing, like the, the five or six that have a realistic chance, those players stay. They don't go for the, you know. It's more so, Doran, would you believe it or not, any hurlers that go, it's more so hurlers like between the minor and 21 bracket. Yeah, I know what you mean. Probably it's like Maradona going playing over in over in America with Jim McConley. I think he's going to he's going to sign him for Donegal in, in Boston, as far as I know. And that's probably one of the biggest marquee signings over there in recent times. He'll generate some interest in Boston. Like if he's going playing for the football, if he's going playing football there for the summer, 
And a lot of these places, like, cry out for big marquee names like that going out there to help promote the games out there and kind of kind of feel sad the way that he has to get, like, if it is true and that he's going there, like, there's a tinge of sadness. I feel for him, like, do you know what I mean? Because basically, I still think he has a huge amount to offer, like, the Dublin team, like. Um, Some sort of a breakdown there, anywhere between. Yeah, Some, like. Somewhere along like, the line. There's one thing that's clear, man. He's nowhere near Jim Gavin's reckoning anymore, like. And I know Jim can probably come out and, you know, he'd publicly say it differently, but, yeah, but Connolly doesn't appear to be, like, love like before. Jesus, there was a time there, like, where Dear McConley was one of his foot soldiers, like. He was a big game player for Dublin that really enforced what Jim Gavin was about. Dublin's loss is Boston's game, but if that's the case, so... Yeah, I know, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out, or even with St. Vincent and that. Maybe he might end up playing Hurling with Dublin next year, you never know, he seemed to be um, mentioned in that bracket too. Uh, Sean Ogan, the 15th of June in the Lakeside Hotel, Balna, Killaloo, we're having a live um, coaching-teamed podcast um, for anyone that wants to come and visit. Are you looking forward to that? Calmate, calmate, Dora, man, can I... It's always good to meet up with the team, do you know what I mean, kind of face-to-face and like the event that we had there in Athlone there a couple of weeks ago. So, um, can we, we, have great, we have great guests lined up. I think we have Andrew Fahey, Claire coming. We have Jason Ford at Tipperary coming. Uh, look forward to kind of bouncing ideas off those fellas and um, good to get a take on Jason Ford's kind of reel on what he thinks of the format and I'd be more interested on in the physical exhaustion like kind of talking to him about it because no doubt Doran like if this format is to continue it's going to change the face of preparation like compared to before yeah I think yeah. it'd certainly take the emphasis off the league um, the way things are going at the minute honey, because it seems to be fairly attritional and players are fairly esteemed out and you probably need a bigger base of players as well um, if, if it's going to continue Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You're probably looking at probably extending the panel more, but from my point of view, the door like and and the preparation side of things, this format, the more I'm looking at it, probably gonna it's probably gonna favour. And this is guys even in the full back line and full forward line, where they mightn't get away with, where they mightn't have to have a VO2 max as a middle third player. This is going to change the type of player that you're looking for, where the training is probably going to go more endurance-based training, very low body fat, high VO2 max over this format. So that'd be interesting to yeah. kind of try and peter over it and uh, have that discussion with uh, Jason Ford on it. Yeah, I know, it'd be great. And ticket, tickets are only €10 Euro on the night and it's in the lakeside in, in Killaloo, as I said, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. I always go to meet in person. Um, it's much better than, uh, than over that you can get, um, I suppose, more personality across and have a better chat with lads and a bit of crack as well along the way. So guaranteed to be a good night. Uh, also, uh, sportstalk.ie, in, in, in association with RK Sports, um, are launching uh, two summer camps, one in Clare on 35th to the 3rd of August and the other in Tipperary from the 21st to the 24th of August I think they have a senior camp and a junior camp and there certainly have some serious guests they're in Westmead uh, from in early in July and um, I know that Cora Staunton uh, Jason Ford again Kieran Martin one of the Westmead's foot soldiers over the last few years and involved in that and promises to be certainly if I had uh, children around that bracket I'd be encouraging them to go and, go and see it uh, Sean Oak it's been brilliant as always to catch up on you and get, get all the views on, on the uh, I suppose last weekend's action and the forthcoming action it'll be uh, probably a helter-skelter this weekend again and especially down that Munster Championship is all to play for 
What's the expression they use in golf on the Friday moving day, is it? Is that what they say? <laughs> That's well, yeah, well yeah, this yeah. weekend, this weekend, more so in the, in the Monster Holland Championship, this is going to be moving weekend because basically this is, this is probably where teams will be out of the reckoning or could be out of the reckoning by this weekend. We'll find out teams that are seriously in the reckoning then. So it'll be, um, uh, it'll be another great weekend to look forward to. On all fronts. Shane Curran couldn't be with us there tonight. He was called away in an urgent family matter, and we we wish him all the all the best with that. So we did. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and um, until next week, and we catching all things GA. Good night, Ian Tolley.